Welcome back to the Dilea Dad Podcast here on episode number 36 on a beautiful Monday night and it is Monday, almost Monday night as I get to welcome to the podcast as always, super awesome joy, my dad, Karne, aka Papa Ram, Papa Sketch, Papa Tribe, Papa Everything, <laughs> Papa, welcome to the podcast, Papa. Thank you, Beto, thank you, and of course, we're down to podcast number 36, and what a joy it is. Um, we are getting, you know, we're edging a little bit more into the 40s, and then of course, it's going to be a, a dozen away from coming to the reality of a year, but first things first, today we're going to focus on podcast number 36, as you all know, it is the second Monday of the month, and on the second Monday of the month, we will talk about of our Monday nights, and uh, today is a very special Monday. Monday, May the 10th, 2021. There you go. There you go. And I have to say it in Spanish. Feliz Día de las Madres. Woo! In Mexico, hoy, el 10 de mayo, se está celebrando lo que nosotros celebramos el día de ayer, el Día de las Madres en Estados Unidos. So just as we celebrated Mother's Day yesterday in the United States, today, Mexico is really their day to celebrate Día de las Madres. Y un saludo a todas las mamás, a todas las que están escuchando este podcast, a uh, cada una de ellas, uh, felicidades. The same as all the moms from yesterday in the United States that celebrated their day. You know, congratulations, thank you, blessings to all of you. Bendiciones, gracias por ser madres. Y realmente eh, es un privilegio, es un honor, es un gozo de felicitarlas. Gracias por todo lo que hacen. So thank you to all the moms for everything you do. We congratulate you, we bless you, and we thank you for being wonderful moms. Absolutely, and it's just a joy to all the moms uh, and deservingly so, I think. Uh, they should be celebrated every day, as, as, as they should, you know, as they should. Um, nonetheless, in a very special way today, uh, Dia de las Madres in Mexico. And well, because of where we live, we're right on the border between, you know, we're on the U.S. side, but we have a border right next to Mexico. And so we get to celebrate twice. That's a really super awesome thing about, I guess, living in this area that we we get to celebrate twice. Yes. Um, I have a lot of students tell me, oh, we're gonna we celebrate yesterday, we're gonna celebrate today again. Yeah. And like, deservingly so. And so we had an awesome day yesterday. Um, we had the privilege of being able to sing at over 15 serenatas. There you go. Since, start, since Saturday, so even an unofficial Mother's Day, you know, <laughs> uh, we started since Saturday and we did over 15 serenatas and of course we had our, our moment at the cemetery with mom and you know, it's just a joy to, to be able to celebrate all these moms and I think for us, I know for me personally, it's like a new, mm, it's like a new coping mechanism for me, I guess, to be able for to sing sure. for all the moms and just to see their joys, to see the joy of the kids and to just see them have that moment, it's like, uh, it's 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 bittersweet, but it's actually more sweet in, in all honesty. Just to know that, you know that that love still radiates between mother and their children, and then of course mother and, and father. And so, um, it's a joy. And again, from us here at Dilead, you know, felicidades and happy Mother's Day and feliz día las madres. And so, what a joy to start. What a way to start rather this podcast, uh, recognizing all the moms. Y en un por ser el Día de las Madres en México, y lo digo en español. Eh, ayer, 
que celebramos el Día de las Madres en Estados Unidos. Pues para nosotros, uh, para mí que, fines, que fue realmente el segundo año sin la presencia de Raquel físicamente, eh, fue difícil, fue pesado, fue duro, no les miento. Traté de lo mejor porque pues estos muchachos, eh, los nuestros hijos, era un día también pesado para ellos y difícil y era un reto, ¿verdad? Vivir el día de ayer y hoy pues realmente el amanecer, la celebración con, va, va continuando con el día 10 de mayo, eh, pero sí este, la tribu Ramírez ayer eh, sintió el peso eh, del vacío físicamente de, de Raquel, de no estar aquí entre nosotros físicamente y pues... Um, tiene su peso, tiene su valor, tiene su emoción, tiene su carga. Y pues um, yo sé que ella siempre también celebraba el, el 10 de mayo porque por, por su mamá. ¿ya? Su mamá eh, dentro de la cultura siempre la celebraba de una manera especial. Y Raquel siempre celebró eh, a los dos, ¿verdad? a los dos países, a todas las madres. Y pues um, uh, sí, eh, recordamos eh, Dura duramente ayer eh, su ausencia y también doña Alicia y pues uh, muchas otras que ya no están con nosotros. Uh, so in the reality of you know Mother's Day from yesterday to today, yesterday with the United States and today with Mexico, um, you know it, it, it's it's no no hiding point. It was it was difficult for all of us. It was difficult for me. It was challenging. It had a certain gravity of of um, the emptiness and the yearning and all these things that come into place and come into life itself when you know that mom is no longer among us and she has gone before us so we feel the pain of all of you who are in this same situation we walk with you i think that's the best ex uh, um, explanation or description you know we walk with you we understand and you're not alone Okay, but the love continues. That's the beauty of it. The love continues. El amor sigue adelante. Y ese amor lo tenemos que celebrar. Ese amor lo tenemos que vivir. Ese amor lo tenemos que realmente palpar de una manera muy especial. Entonces, por eso, el día de hoy estamos abriendo eh, con este testimonio, con este agradecimiento a todas las madres el día de hoy, especialmente las que están celebrando por el país de México el Día de las Madres. So, thank you. Felicidades, gracias por todo, and congratulations to all. Okay, definitely. And so. uh, oh, it's just a beautiful tribute to all the moms. Um, and so we know that today, you know, being Monday night, we have a good chunk of things that we got to go over. Um, but nonetheless, I think we're heading towards the last stretch already in the fraternal year, as we prepare all these things for the ending and then the the, the beginning of the next fraternal year. We're literally about uh, less than eight weeks away from closing this fraternal year and what a year it has been. And um, here in, in the Dice of Laredo, we still have a tremendous um, efforts on making our councils come back into a, a good standing councils. You know, it, it's no, um, it's kind of hard to say and mention, but nevertheless, it is a need. It is a need that has to be voiced out. It is a need to, you know, throw it out there because that's our reality as a Dice of Laredo. And, and that is that within the Dice of Laredo, we have a total of 26 councils that are registered, uh, 26 council in existence within the Dice of Laredo. And out of those 26, um, 
we have the joy of having 10 councils, 10 councils in good standings. And we thank them from our bottom of our hearts because these 10 councils are the ones that are keeping active all these families of the Knights of Columbus. And we thank you tremendously. Um, it, it, it's so good to, to have um, these 10 councils. And, and, and we're trying right now, we're in the process of reactivating or trying to reactivate others. Um, and you do the math out of 26, we take away 10. We have more councils that are dormant than active. And that's where we all come in. And we want to make a positive difference on it, on reactivating, bringing back to life. And given the opportunity also in other areas to have uh, a new council be born, a new council development. So those are our efforts right now. And I just want to do a, a shout out to uh, three different uh, councils. Uh, first of all, St. Joseph, uh, San Jose, uh, council 15783 um, that's the Loreto Council de San Jose aquí en Laredo and um, we thank them because uh, this past Saturday they were helping out with the city of Laredo when I thought it was a city of Laredo but then I, I, I really came to terms that um, basically uh, they partnered with one of our board members for LISD and they did a little celebration this past Saturday. So if, if you are interested, you know, if you have Facebook, um, look under Knights San Jose and you'll see a lot of pictures of what they did this past Saturday. And, and, and we, you know, our heads up to them for being involved and being helping out. Um, I know one of our board members with LISD, um, the, he was... Um, he did a, a good thing for families. And, and again, I'm encouraging you to go ahead and go into the Facebook so you can see that. Um, we're also in, in a prayer mode <laughs> because over at um, St. Francis Cabrini, known of us to a lot of us as Mother Cabrini, but it is St. Francis Cabrini Church. There is a council. That council is 7797. And that council is our oldest council that has been dormant. Um, non-active and, and it's been non-active since 1995 and right now we have visit with uh, our priests there at St. Joseph and you know we're waiting on, on Monsignor Harris and, and, and Father um, Lozano to, to, to see what will the answer be as far as um, giving the go-ahead the green light we're praying about it so that we can start hopefully reactivating that council um, our district deputy out there, uh, Jose Luis Rodriguez, you know, is, is taking the, the lead on this. And uh, just like um, our district deputy, Jose Ramos, who is uh, overseeing St. Joseph, I mean, be, these guys are doing a tremendous job. And I really want to thank them because publicly, because they're doing what they ought to. And, and, and this is very rewarding to see. So that that's something that uh, those two that I you know just mentioned, uh, I ask you for your prayers so that hopefully um, St. Francis Cabrini Council 7797 uh, will actually end up being activated. And finally, um, Beto, our council that we're working on, yeah. a new council development, young men. And we're trying to honor St. Joseph and I'm, I'm tossing this over you know, to our guys who are, who are, you know, have become already members of the Knights of Columbus, part of our, this council, and, and also inviting any young uh, knight out there that um, 
likes, enjoys, has facilities, has the uh, capabilities with technology, because that's that we're comprising this new council development on that, on those expertise. So we're throwing out there, if there's any members that would like to kind of join this particular new council development that we're putting together, you know, we're, we're looking into 20 new members and we're in a roll already, okay? We're gonna start meeting virtually, but nevertheless, it's something that is huge because we wanna honor St. Joseph, being the year of St. Joseph. We wanna honor St. Joseph that we would, I would love to have this council done by Father's Day. By Father's Day. That's coming up real soon. Yeah. We just talked about, you know, Mother's Day. Well, here comes Father's Day next next month. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can honor St. Joseph, you know, by having this council uh, put together by Father's Day. It's going to be on June 20th. So we got a total of um, six weeks, literally six weeks. Um, and it can be done. Yeah, it can. It can. And that's, that's the invitation. We have to get 20 members to come in. Um, and we have already some that, that are already enlisted. Um, but we do need uh, a few more to, to meet that goal. And, and what a joy it'll be if we can honor St. Joseph in his year in, in this particular way. And, and we have about um, almost two handfuls of members that are transferring in to this council. They want to make a difference as well. So um, all it is is to move forward, get these 20 guys in, new guys, uh, young people or people that have the expertise on, on, on this area of technology, on social media, all these things. Um, what are the requirements to become a member? So you got to be 18 years old, or a man, 18 years old, and you got to be in good standings with the Catholic Church. It's really important. Why? Because we're trying to demonstrate our our fidelity to the faith, especially nowadays, you know, um, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of confusion. Um, we need a clear sign and a clear um, visible witness uh, to the church and to Christ and his body. And so, again, um, you have to be uh, 18 years older, uh, man 18 years older, uh, and obviously in good standings with the Catholic Church. And we will welcome you in with open arms and actually with open arms and with a tool on one hand and with the with a device on the other nowadays um, <laughs> ready to work ready to bring more people to Christ and that is the goal to be more um, to have more apparitions of St. Joseph as Father Calloway uh, mentions very beautifully in his book Consecration to St. Joseph and so again we are looking for more members and so again if you're if you're interested man this is our this is a big opportunity this is an amazing time for you to join in and again we're still in the year within the beatification of of blessed father mcgivney that he be, has become a blessed again the founder of our order we're still in that year so we're celebrating father mcgivney we're celebrating saint joseph now is a good time you can email us at deliadad at gmail.com if you have any questions just honestly just send them our way deliadad at gmail.com you can look for us on instagram we're there you can look for us on facebook we're there um but of course this is a really awesome opportunity for you guys to take advantage of and just again be the man that god created you to be be the saint that god created you to be and the knights will not let you down and we know for a fact if you answer to this call you won't let them down either and to our ladies that are listening because we have a very good audience of ladies that um, uh, follow us through deliadad podcast um if you're a mom and you have a, a son of the age of 18 uh, and qualify with the requirements, you know, mom, um, do the loving thing, you know. If you're a wife and 
uh, your husband is, is available, is eligible as well, well then again, there's another opportunity. And, and even I know there's a couple of grandmas out there, you know, there, I, that I know they're following us. Uh, ladies, uh, we're, we're, we're asking you, okay? So if you can help us out as well, go for it. Let, let, let's do this because we're very excited about this new council development that we're putting together. And it is our hope that once we start, oh, you're, you're going to notice. You know, you're, you're going to feel the effects, the positive effects of how we're going to be able to branch out and help out in, in so many different ways and in, in all levels of life itself. And I think that's the excitement of all of it put together. So those are the three things I just wanted to you know, touch base on on um, the Knights of Columbus uh, as far as Monday nights. Uh, we talked, we spoke about um, Feliz Dia de las Madres in Mexico, uh, Mother's Day yesterday for the United States. And now there's something that uh, I want to share, um, which is very important and, and, and very profound for me. Because yesterday we had a beautiful gospel. You know, we have all beautiful Gospels, but yesterday it was personal, you know, it was very personal. Because those of you who, who know me and who know Raquel, who know the family, who know us as far as the ministry with young people, uh, we got involved with a very beautiful movement for youth ministry. And it was under the title of Loreto Youth Choice Movement. And it was under the direction of St. John Newman Church. And Father Charles Magnaville of Happy Memory, he was authorizing together with Sister Evelina, a Dominican nun, sister, that they brought in this richness. And, and, and yesterday, that was the gospel for the um, concluding mass retreat of every single choice retreat and that was yesterday's gospel it, it was it it was it and and we focus on one of the verses because that's why we we're called choicers i don't want for you to kind of you know mistaken with the the, the movement about the the choice movement against life and all that i don't want for you to confuse that because the choices of back then, you know, we were called choices because once you live your choice, you become a choicer. You know, these young people, the main substance of that movement was to have a better parent-teen relationship. That was awesome, you know, to have that parent-teen relationship. That was the focus of that retreat. And... At the beginning, we had the experience of having all these young people live this retreat and, and discover God in a very unique, special way. You know, those of you who have lived ACT, okay, all these ACT retreats that you've uh, experienced, all those of you have experienced Cursillo, you know, and this many other retreats, like the ones that you have been helped. Well, give the, me your names. Yeah, so the, the college retreat back then was college ads now. It's a Kornovum, basically means a new heart, and it's a beautiful retreat that is like a, a spin-off of, of Axe. Um, there's a lot of uh, development and involvement in, in what, what was to take place. Yes. Um, and it's really, it's been really beautiful, really fruitful as what I've seen and what I personally had to experience. Um, and it's that I've actually co-directed 
yeah. I forgot about that to be honest but uh, in a sense not forgetting the experience but rather you know it's crazy what pandemics can do to you yeah. <laughs> um, because we haven't had a chance to to have a retreat since pandemic so um, nonetheless that's, that's what the, the college one that we have for Tammy you and the Newman Club for Tammy you kind of takes care of all that and so hats off to them for, for all that they do and they continue to do and, and going back on that same note of this particular retreat that you know is more familiar to a lot of us okay well back in the day the choice uh, movement uh, out of St. John Newman it was preparing um, young teenagers okay and then they would move over to youth cursio and it's no longer called youth cursio it's now it's called the english cursio but we had a beautiful structure back in the day we're, not, we're talking about the late 80s okay and, and it, it was a blessing of how it was put together well it came to a point that all these young people were were so much you know living up the love of god that it was difficult then to go home and have the parents understand that. So we came to a point where we said, you know what, we got to bring the parents in. And it was the one retreat, I don't know which other retreat has been able to do this, but back in the day, the Laredo Youth Choice Movement was able to have from Friday to Sunday, the retreat for the young people. Then, check this out, on Sunday, we would bring in the parents for their retreat so that they could understand what their sons and daughters, now these young teenagers, were experiencing. And man, was it a, a wonderful experience because we had to have the, the mom and dads for their retreat as parents under the same roof. And we had to separate to make sure that they, they would never run across their kids during the retreat. That was very challenging, yeah. okay? It was extremely challenging, but we had a lot of couples. We had a lot of families that would help and, and be part of that. And I remember that, you know, father and, and sister, they really liked the idea and how he started to flourish that, you know, he made such a, a wonderful impact in the families of Laredo back in the day. Yeah. And this Laredo Youth Choice Movement, you know, still is impacting what they experienced back in the 80s because now, we have these young people have grown up to be now the adults. Now they're dads, you know, they're now they're moms, they're families themselves. And because of those early beginnings and early, early experiences of that, you know, it, it, it makes the sense of what this one verse from yesterday's gospel was all about. It's found on John chapter 15, verse 16. So Beto, I want for you to read that and read it nice and slow because of the impact that it has. So John chapter 15, verse 16. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This is a real choicer. This is a real one that has been chosen by God and to choose God to make that difference. And I think that through the years, that really transpired. And, and nowadays, you know, um, it's beautiful to, to remember that. And, and, and it really hit me when I was in Mass. And I happened to go to the 10 o'clock Mass over at St. Joseph here in Laredo uh, because of my confirmation group. And when I heard it, it just hit me. It just hit me and, and took me back to those days. 
uh, to the point that right after mass and went to the car, I had to search the, the theme song that, you know, we used to play at the end of the, of the retreat. And it's called, you know, Sometimes Hallelujah. And, and, and uh, I believe the author is there. Could you read it? Chuck Gerard? Yeah, him. He, he has this song and, and I shared it in Facebook. Not a lot of people picked it up because they don't recognize the, the, the artist just like that. But Choice has started to kind of, you know, tell one another, hey, the song is on. And, and, and Rene shared it. And um, there, there is one main part of this song that says, sometimes, hallelujah, sometimes, praise the Lord, sometimes, gently singing, our hearts in one accord. That is a, the real part of the the song and, and there's a, a beautiful description of the whole song i invite you to listen to it but that's sometimes hallelujah it's exactly something that happened to all of us and we praise the lord we came with that gentle singing and and we had that one heartbeat you know that one breath um all put together because god blessed us that way and that was what a choicer really was and you know, a lot of people have kept good friendships out of the choice uh, retreats. And, you know, although Father Magnable and Sister Evelina are probably, you know, for sure enjoying heaven, um, they, they did so much for us. They did so much for our, not only our young people, but our families. And, and I want to thank all those choicers who are actively involved in their parishes because right now they're the ones that are making a difference as you know catechists uh, they're making a difference as uh, dads and moms towards your kids and what they have learned and the importance of the sacraments and the life of God in them that I'm so proud of all of them and, and it, it's a blessing for me to witness all of these great things that has transpired but here in this particular gospel um, as you read it, you know, Jesus is saying to us, okay, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and for a purpose and for something else. And when he says and appointed you to go, he's asking us to put something into action. Yeah. That not only I've called you by name, not only have I identified you and I'm loving you, I want for you to respond to that love. Yeah. And that's something we've been talking in different podcasts, yeah. you know. So um, what do you, because you did not have that experience. Yeah. Okay. By the time you guys were born and, and a teenager, the program, you know, it took, it took a different direction. From, from choice, it went over to search. And then... You know, it, it lingered out for several years on the search, but search is a, it's another beautiful movement. It's another beautiful retreat for young people and families. But going back to to um, to the choice movement, it had that uh, that that strength of family because they were bringing both, not only the kids as teenagers, but also the mom and dad. And 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 just to to kind of uh, remind people when. The closing mass, which was normally at three, Jesus, divine mercy, right? So normally it was at three. At that time, you know, the, the, the teenagers um, were coming in to mass 
and the parents were scattered in the chapel or in the place where we were holding the mass. Um, we had so many beautiful retreats over at Sacred Heart Children's Home because that was the center. That was the epic place of it all. And, you know, ground zero. Yeah. And, and it was that hill going up, you know. It sits on a little hill. And when they would come in, these young people were looking for mom and dad. And mom and dad were waiting so anxiously to give that hug, to say, I'm sorry, you know, to make peace among them as a family and to actually fulfill this where it says that, you know, mijo, mija, I love you. Dad, I love you. Mom, I love you. And, and I remember that father would just would cross his arms and say, I, I can stand here for hours just looking at all of this beauty, how God's love is being manifested. You know, he would say that often almost in every retreat because the experience was that powerful. God in his beautiful ways, you know, in his unique way of loving us was the, was burning with love, God, God's love. And, and that Mass was always so unique and special, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, I think that uh, I honestly, I, I miss that, you know. And because of that, I've been able to transpose some of the experiences and learning things and put them into the curriculum of what I've created with, you know, the uh, parental skills and development courses under the substance of the family itself, under the nucleus of what should be done and how it should be done and how to discover these new things. So, you know, uh, yesterday was a big day. You know, and, and yes, I was hurting. Yes, it was heavy for me because it was Mother's Day and, and I yearned for Raquel and all that. But God in his ways, you know, he He, he gave me this moment. You know, and, and I think that we all have something similar that we can identify ourselves with. No, definitely. And I think it's really important that, that it's emphasized and it's shared because, you know, without the sharing of these memories, one will never know, you know. And so it's really awesome to just help people realize of the magnitude of what took place uh, and the awesomeness that really was able to be transpired and, and just like you know you mentioned in the words of father that he could stand there for hours looking at this awesome you know moment between parents and their children that we need more we desperately need more of um, nowadays and it's cool because it was interesting how as you were mentioning that what you would do with the parents on that last day I remember and it was just, it was one of the cool things that I am really proud of when I had the chance to direct the Cornovon retreat, you mentioned that to me, and this is before I even knew I was a director. You shared this story with me, and I was like, you know what? Let's try it. So I told Brenda, um, who was the director at, at the time, and I kind of just helped her out as co-director. I said, hey, what do you think about this idea? And we related to Father. He, yeah, it's great. And you and Mom were there. Yeah. You and Mom were there at the chapel uh, at the Brothers of Saint John, and and while we were. Um, giving our our last, you know, um, what was it? Marching orders to the to the to the <laughs> to the candidates or not the candidates, the um, retreatants. Sorry, retreatants. Um, you guys were over here talking to the parents, right. you know, as we were getting ready for the final mass. Um, and it's ironic that as far as you were going to go uphill, we had to go downhill to right, the priory, true, you know. True. So it's like a little spin off there. But uh, I, I, and we we. You know, it's, it's interesting how um, all of these things take place and, and how that 
that did resonate a bit differently as opposed to like other retreats that I had lived within the same you know structure of you know Coronavum. But it was one of those things where we could, um, you know, not evolve, but really just modify some things and just try them out. Because again, this is something still new, it's very new. And so I saw just a difference of, whereas me as a team member versus me as a director and, or a co-director rather. Um, and it was just really awesome to have that element that had never been placed before, not in a college retreat, not in a college retreat, mm-hmm. but, it was just really awesome and then you and mom were there and mom was singing and the parents were there and just again that joy of that reunion afterwards um after celebrating after the, celebrating the eucharist um of all that and i i did have a lot of comments and i did have a lot of you know like hey, this is this was different and this was good yeah and as a matter of fact there were two choicers that were parents and says renee man now on this side the choice retreat as a, as, as a dad or the other one is as a mom and I said yeah you know how time flies and now how how good God is mm-hmm. and now you have your teenager you know here and, and it was something that we kind of just tap you know and, and it was beautiful to just reminisce on that but at the same time how God's love is manifested now you know totally on the other side of the coin the other side of the plate of it and, and, and to them, you know, it was like a real something super special for them. And, and yeah, I remember that. And your mom sang one of the beautiful songs about Como No Creer En Dios. Major, 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 major meaning on that. I think it's important that, you know, we also emphasize just the necessity that, uh, you know, I know each and every retreat has its own, you know, ideas and goals and outcomes. But I think one core element that I think every retreat has to have is just the element of the family you know how we've I'm not saying we have lost a sense of that but I, I have noticed that some, maybe that is not strongly advocated or is not strongly pushed you know maybe mentioned but not as a driving force like okay this is one of the core things that you have to leave with right. you know and again each retreat has its own purpose but I think if you want to really have that impact, it all begins and ends with family. You know, well, really. As a matter of fact, I think that um, when I see it this way, this pandemic has given us the opportunity to really see that as the domestic church. Because now, actually, Jesus was coming to your home. Mm-hmm. You know, families that were full, full, you know, following through on seeing their mass virtually, especially that time where the churches were closed, that they couldn't have mass, they couldn't go, okay? They had the mass, but it had to be done virtually. So now church was brought into either that living room, that dining room, that bedroom, whatever you guys as a family, you know, you experience that um, beautiful mass, that liturgy, and and I think that the the sense of domestic church was really um, what I don't know what the word uh, the right word to use, but it, it just you know magnified what the meaning of the uh, of domestic church really is, and and I think that we've done that, and now it, it is time you know to return, just as in recognition of those apostles in the, in, on the way to Emmaus mm-hmm. 
and in the breaking of the bread they recognize Jesus and they run back to to its core element of the church of the faith of their gathering okay I think that now with the pandemic that we are God willing you know trying to see the end of it okay we need to come back we need to come back to the breaking of the bread but come back as a family yeah come back as a family and there's a lot of priests that are giving you the opportunity um, to come back to mass and yes there is that concern yes there is that fear but God has to be stronger mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of things and and, and right now just uh, this afternoon I learned that Laredo there are uh, I believe 84 point something percent of people being vaccinated mm-hmm. that's a huge number You know, that's a very huge numbers and, and, and congratulations to the city officials, to the county officials who have made this possible. And, and, and even to those that, you know, are, are reserved and, and have a certain concern and, and about, you know, um, I, I'm not sure if this, this vaccine is good for me because, you know, it hasn't been t- totally proven completely. You know, we, we run into this uh, mentality and we run into this hesitation but it's always been the case. It's down to your faith. It's down to how much you love God and trust God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember a conversation that I had with one of your siblings saying, but dad, I'm afraid of going to, to mass and, and, and you know, what if I, I get the virus when I go to communion? And I said, really? <laughs> Think of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, just think of what you're saying. And do you think God is going to say, oh, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get her this way? Really? You know, we, we many times, like I've said before, we give God this human capability or ability or disabilities <laughs> he doesn't have. But that's our weakness. That's our way of seeing it. Because many times, you know, we don't fully understand that He has chosen me. Okay? I did not choose Him. He chose me. He created me. Each one of us, your soul has been put together, has been created by God Himself. And the soul is in there. Okay? You have what it takes because God has made you. And many times we fail to see the difference between, yes, we have a human body, we, and this is what we are constantly you know, used to, but also within us, the source of our life is that soul. And that's the God's perfection, you know? And many times we don't know how to fulfill that soul, you know? Um, and I, I've said this before as well, that many times there, there is a, a training mechanism about how to do physical things, how to be in shape, how to be, you know, kept up uh, doing the exercise and being healthy. Uh, it's also in the sense of the, the, the healthy world when it comes to the consuming of things, um, to have a proper diet, to eat well and all these things, everything for the human element. But what are we doing for the soul? Yeah, it's a big question. Where's your training on that? Where's your nourishment on that? You know, I, I tease our, you know, our priest and then even bishop saying we have to do more now because of the pandemic has really um, given, us, given us the opportunity to focus on that. And, and ever since Raquel's passing, I had to deal with that relationship in a spiritual way. way. Yeah. 
in my spiritual way, you know, was probably crawling at the time. And I had to make it work to where the love of God is strong enough that in the spiritual world, I had to get more mature than just crawling. Yeah. You know, and praise God. Um, I know and I've seen the beauties and, and the love of what God right here, Jesus right here, and bear fruit that will remain. Yeah. Because I've seen it and I felt it, and not just in a human way, but also in a spiritual way. I've been able to understand that. That's one thing we have to remember that we're both body and spirit. Yes. And mainly spirit. But obviously, God in His goodness gave us this body and we are created in His image and likeness. And we have that intellectual ability to know God, to seek Him, to serve Him in this life so that we can be with Him in the next. And so that's one of the things that we really have to understand. We're body and spirit. So therefore, yes, just like you mentioned, where we can, we can fall into this consumerism idea of, you know, all these fitness commercials, all these fitness things of, you know, how to train your body, how to eat right and all these, you know. And it's great. You have to, because God made. I mean, me personally, that's been my my little inside goal. Like God made this body of mine, and now I want to see what is the max capacity that I can push this body. You know, in a way that it's gonna glorify God. You know, how can I develop this body that He gave me? And it's great, but at the same time, I remember and realize there's also a soul. How can I feed this soul? And it starts with I, I have actually a in the in a retreat that I do with the kids for communion. I have this little picture of an apple and then I have and it's, and it's like an equal to this uh, little clip art of a a strong you know man or whatever right with muscles and you can see like it's an outline you know very appropriate uh, for you know kids and stuff um, and then also on the bottom of that apple is the Eucharist and it equals the same thing rather it's not the soul the soul is strong, the soul is, you know, full of muscles, you know, and you, we have to work these things and that's how you, just like the muscles you can work out, well, so you can also work out your virtues. You can work out your, um, those good acts of kindness. You can work out the Beatitudes. Those are the things that we want to work out, you know, because at the end of the day, just like Christ says, you know, I was naked and you gave me a you gave me you clothed me. I was hungry, you gave me to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was in prison and you visited me. And I was in need and you were there for me. Yeah. And so just like we have to work out our bodies to take care of our own needs and nourishments um, that the body needs. Yes, of course. It's like it needs food and and energy. I'll never forget a good friend of mine who's actually a trainer for me right now. He says, "Hey, food is energy." And I never I don't know why I just never thought about it that way. Food is energy. And so I started to change the way I see food. And sure enough, it's, it's been a very helpful thing. But at the same time, Jesus says, I am the true bread that came down from heaven. My flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. And if you feed on me, you will have eternal life. I will raise you up on the last day. You will abide in me and I in you. All of these promises God gives us if we go to the Eucharist. And so that is a big invitation for you just to realize, okay, we are body and soul. But we also have to feed the soul. And I think it's safe to say, coming back from pandemic, um, you can either have gone two ways. Number one, you spiritually and physically uh, went out of shape or you physically and spiritually got in shape, you know? Right. So figure out and discern where you're at. And wherever the spectrum is, um, go ahead and just realize where you're at and where you want to go. 
and we have to have Christ in the center of our hearts, in the center of our souls, and that Eucharist, where He is truly, will be our nourishment, will be our true food. And, and as a reminder, on, on the end of this particular um, verse from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 15, verse 16, it ends by saying, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. He's not saying you may borrow it. He's not saying you may use it. Or lease it. Okay, or lease it. Okay. Um, we're talking about, you know, commercializing. Well, okay, may give you. Okay. So we have to fulfill ourselves and, and, and start nourishing, strengthening, developing, like you say, this soul that we have because that is what God has created in each one of you. That's who you should really be. That's who you are, okay? And of course, we have the element of human condition and we have other ways of thinking and imagining and desiring and yearning and what have you. But when it comes, you know, this body had a beginning, will have an end. Yeah. The soul God created, it had his beginning, and because he has his beginning, he doesn't have an end. Definitely. That's a really awesome way to just put it all together. And so again, that's just an invitation to you to just really look into your soul and see where you're at and how can you invite God? How can you ask God the Father, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, what you need and whatever you do, just as it's promised. And, God, and one thing that we have to realize is God is not a liar. Jesus is not a liar. So you can trust in his words, you can have that confidence in his in his words that whatever you ask in the Father's name and, and to the Father in G Jesus' name, in his name, he will give it. And so, to close off, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I just want to say, sometimes hallelujah, sometimes praise the Lord. And in closing, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. <laughs>